Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. You have your Bible tonight. Something to take notes. We're going to begin a brand new series. And the title of our series, I think they had it up on the screen. Guys, you can put it right back up there. The title of our new series tonight is, What Can We Do About the Chaos in Our Culture? What can we do as the church about the chaos in our culture? So let's, if you have your, your sword tonight, let's make our confession. Say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Tonight, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same as I came in Jesus' name. And every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life get stronger and stronger. Now give God your best clap. The best shout. Glory to God. Amen. So I'm beginning a brand new series tonight for Wednesday nights only on what can we do about the chaos in our culture. So y'all be praying for me, okay? Because we're not only just hearers, but we're doers of the word. And the Bible says that we need to understand the times that we're in. Amen. And what is the root of the problem of our culture right now? What is the cause of the chaos in our culture right now? I mean, you and I both have to agree. We've never been here before. We've never seen what we're seeing right now. And a lot of people are putting the blame and saying that the root of the problem of the chaos of our culture, it's racial, or they're saying it's political, or it's economical, or they're saying it's, you know, identity crisis, the transgenderism, all the above. A lot of people have a lot of seemingly, they think, right answers for the chaos in our culture. But I think they're missing what the root problem really is. We've got to go to the root of the problem if we're going to solve the problem, right? You know, tomorrow night, Stephen Starr and our team lead Celebrate Recovery for our church. And that's all about helping people discover the root of the problem. We just don't want to look at the fruit. We want to look at the root so then we can change the fruit. It rhymed. I didn't even try, and it rhymed on a Wednesday night. And so, so that's what we're going to be talking about. And, you know, they, they tell us that years ago, a long time ago, over in Europe, that one of the things that they did for people that were in an insane asylum and wanted to get out of the asylum, that one of the tests that they would put them through to make sure if they were qualified and sane to go back out in society was they, would, they put that individual in the janitor's closet and they would turn the water on, on the water faucet uh, in the water tank there in the janitor's closet And then they would plug the sink, give them a mop and a bucket, 
and then they would turn around and leave and leave that person in the janitor's closet, you know, for about 30 minutes. They'd come back to see how they were doing. If they were mopping up the water and putting it in the bucket, they knew they weren't ready to be released from the asylum because that wasn't going to take care of the problem, mopping up the water on the floor, putting it in the bucket, because that wasn't the problem. The problem was that they needed to go to the main source and they needed to turn the water off and unplug the sink, right? So the same thing in society today, our culture today, a lot of people are saying our problem is racial. It's not. Our problem is political. It's not. Our problem is economical. It's economics. It's educational. It's identity crisis. It's parenting. It's the household. It's the tearing down of the home. That is not the root problem. So we're going to look at the real root problem with the chaos in our culture. Are you all with me? Okay. So what's happening in our culture? We are all affected by the chaos that's going on in our culture right now. God has allowed the chaos in our culture. What, Pastor? God has had to allow the chaos that's going on in our culture. I want to say it one more time. God has had to allow all the chaos that we're seeing going on in our culture right now. You say, and I say, well, why, God? Why? God has been replaced. That's the root of the problem. God has been replaced with individuals' little gods or their idols. God has been ignored in our nation. God has been replaced. That is the root of the problem. It's not all of these symptoms that we see in our culture. It's that God has been abandoned. And we're going to find out tonight in Scripture that God says, when you abandon me, I will abandon you. Right? When you replace me, then there's nothing I can do about it, God says. So the root of the problem of the United States of America and the chaos in our culture now is going crazy is because we have replaced God and we have abandoned God. So God has had to allow, God has had to allow the chaos that's going on in our culture like you and I have never seen before. So what's really happening, we can find out in the Bible. If you really want to pinpoint it, go to 2 Chronicles. It's on the screen, but I encourage you to check it out in your Bible. Make sure we've got it right. 2 Chronicles 15, that whole chapter. If you get time this next month as we go through this series, read that whole chapter because what was going on there is going on now. What was happening then is happening now in our nation, in our country. Okay, so let's begin 2 Chronicles 15, verse 1. We're going to read a few verses in several different translations, so it will speak to all of us in different ways, okay? So the Spirit of God came upon Isaiah, the son of Oded, verse 2, and he went out to meet Asa, and he said unto him, so here's a prophet with the word of the Lord. 
Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you, America, forsake him, he will forsake you. Okay? A word through the prophet to the king about their nation. And he's saying, the Lord is with you as long as you're with him. If you go after him, you will find him. But if you abandon him, if you forsake him, if you replace him, he will abandon you. Next verse, verse 3. Now, for a long season, everyone say long season. Now, for a long season, and this is referring to the book of Judges, the book of Judges. Now, for a long season, Israel has been without, look at this, the true God. For a long season, America has been replacing God and be reinventing their own little gods, their little idols, trying to recreate God into a God they're comfortable with. Now, for a long season, Israel, America, you've been without the true God, number one, number two, and without a teaching pastor, a teaching priest, and number three, without the law or the word of God. So those are three reasons why the nation of Israel had felt abandoned and forsaken by God was number one was because they were trying to reinvent their own God. Number two, they were without a teaching pastor. Number three, they were out biblical standards. Now, I just sent a team of our church to Dallas to a church conference last week. They came back, gave me reports. Joyce Myers was a speaker. Christine Kane was a speaker. You know, there were several different speakers there. And the staff came back, and they gave me a report on the sessions and the, and the main sessions they went to. And one of our team members gave me some stats that they shared at this conference. One of them was... 18% of all youth pastors of today have a biblical worldview. Only 18% of youth pastors. Generation Z of today, only 4%, I said 4, have a biblical worldview. America is in trouble. America is in a bad state of condition. Why? Why is there such chaos? Why is there this identity of am I a male or a female? What does a real family look like? Or is it the Democrats, the Republicans, the Libertarians? Is it, uh, is it Mexicans? Is it uh, black, white? What's the problem? You know, those are not the root problem. The real problem is a spiritual problem. And that's what the prophet is saying to the king or the president of the nation of Israel, the reason you feel forsaken is for these three reasons. Number one, you've created your own God and you've stopped serving the true and only God. Number two, you're not sitting under a teaching priest or pastor. And number three, you've walked away from the word of God and no longer have a biblical world value, viewpoint. Y'all with me, everybody? Okay. 
So we're, we're going to go slow. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Because we, we got, if, unless the Lord comes back, which I hope he does before next Wednesday night. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 4. And when they in their trouble, but when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel. Wow. It got so bad. They got desperate. In their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel, and they sought him. So there's hope for America. You know, all of us that are part of our 714 ministry here, right? We're, we're all still doing that, right? One-year Bible, 714. Think about how important is the one-year Bible. See, really, Pastor? Yeah, because they had forsaken the law, the word, the standard. They didn't esteem the Bible, the word of God. So God forsook them, and they were forsaken, right? And they were abandoned because they walked away from the word of God. Do you know how many woke churches there are today? Do you know how many churches today that no longer teach the word of God? That say it's not relevant? Oh, there's a whole bunch out there, folks. But when they in their trouble, they turned to the Lord their God of Israel. They sought him. That's what y'all are doing tonight. So there's hope for America. You know, down through the years, think back even in this sanctuary. I would say to our congregation, the hope of the world is not a president. The hope of the world is not a committee. The hope of the world is the church. And I can feel ripples, you know. I'm talking 40 years now. I can't feel people think, what's he talking about? It's because he's a preacher. He thinks, no way. The only hope for the world is the church. The only hope for the world is the church. It's the only hope for the world. So, but when they in their trouble, they did turn to the Lord God, they sought him, and he was found of them. I like that. Verse 5. And in those times, there were no peace. And in those times, there was no peace. Wow. You and I both know, hear about people can't sleep right now, insomnia, taking this, taking that to get a little bit of sleep. Anxiety, worry, fear, fretting. There, in those times, there were no peace to him that went out. Well, them that came in, but great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. Okay, next slide, guys. Next slide, verse six. And the nation was destroyed of nation, and the city of city, for God did vex them with all the adversity. Now, remember, he had to allow it because they abandoned him. He had to allow it. He did not want it. God doesn't want the chaos in our culture right now. God doesn't want all this craziness going on right now in the United States of America. But it's because the United States of America took God out of school, got out of government, got out of work, got out of city square. God, they, America took God out. They abandoned God. We don't need you, God. We have our own God. So God had to abandon us. So God had to allow the worst of the worst. And you do know behind everything you see, there's an invisible force, right? Behind everything you see, there's an invisible force, demonic, okay? Trying to control, steal, kill, and destroy through people, through people. So that's what I made that statement at the very beginning. God has had to allow the chaos and the culture of the United States of America because what the United States of America has done to him. was in his will. was in his plan. He doesn't want it, okay? But God operates by his own laws. 
Okay, next slide, guys. Next slide. Okay, verse 7. So he says to them, though, but you be strong and let not your hands be weak for your work will be rewarded. God will reward our faithfulness in times of adversity, trouble, chaos, our culture going the opposite way. If you and I remain strong, salt, light, in the midst of what's going on, God is going to reward you for that. I love that. God is going to reward you for that, okay? So let's go now, NLT, New Living Translation, same verses. Then the Spirit of God came upon the prophet, next verse, verse 2, and he went out to meet the king who was returning from battle. And he said to the king, listen to me, Asa. He shouted, listen, all you people of Judah and Benjamin, the Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. Do you all see that, family? The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. If I put him first, he puts me first. Right? If you stay with him, he'll stay with you. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. But if I turn my back on him, don't have time for him, put other little gods, idols, my children could be an idol. My family could be an idol. My job could be an idol. Money could be an idol, right? Hobbies can be an idol, okay? So he says, but if you abandon him, he will have to abandon you. Verse 3, New Living Translation, for a long time Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach them, and without the law to instruct them. Do you know why our culture doesn't want to hear the Bible? They don't want to be instructed. The Bible's for instruction. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, all inspiration, the Word of God has been inspired by God for instruction. When you and I, have you heard this lately? When you and I try to share with someone what the Word says, they're saying to you, you're judging me. You're condemning me. You're getting on my case. You're telling me what to do. No, we're speaking the truth in love. The Bible is for instruction. It's to teach us and correct us and adjust us to live the life God wants us to live. But our culture doesn't want instruction. They want their own God that's a comfortable God that will let them live the way they want to live. Am I communicating tonight? Okay, you're saying, boy, I was so-and-so was here tonight. Well, <laughs> point him to our podcast, okay? This is on our podcast, all right? So then, uh, next verse. But whenever they were in trouble and they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him out, they found him. So there's hope. Let's don't give up. Let's don't give in. Let's don't give in to the culture. Let's believe that it can change, that you are a world changer that you are making a difference. You are. But wherever they were in trouble, they turned to the Lord and the God of Israel and sought him out, and then they found him. Verse 5. During those dark times, oh, look at this. 
it was not safe to travel. Ever since, what, 9-11, terrorists, the tower, 13 men behind that. You realize that whole thing, 13 main leaders behind that? Do you realize that 13 terrorists changed the way we travel? 13. 13 individuals, terrorists that came over here to cause the planes to go down, that, that went to the tower. 13. Now think about it. If 13 terrorists have changed the way we have lived since 9-11? Can't the hundreds of us here tonight change a nation and the direction that it goes? <clears throat> Do you remember how easy it used to be? You used to enjoy getting on a plane. You used to, you know, when the TWA was here, we had so many stewardess in our church, so many pilots in our church. I went first class all the time. It was awesome. They wanted to bless their pastor. Seriously. I miss those times. We had so many pilots and so many stewardess. Anytime I traveled, I go to the airport, they see me, Pastor, we're bumping you to first class. We want to bless you. We want to bless you. And I enjoyed back then getting on a plane. Remember how easy it was? 13 terrorists changed everything, how we travel. Can't a, a few hundred people? Can't a few thousand people then change? Or I think so. During those, those times, it's not safe to travel. Problems troubled the people of every land. People are more problem-oriented now than I've ever seen in my lifetime. Is the Scripture talking to you tonight? Yeah, I hope so. Nation fought against nation, city against city, for God was troubling them with every kind of problem. Now, why was God doing that? He was allowing that because they had abandoned him. So he had to abandon them. He, they forsook him, so he had to forsake them. Okay, now let's read the same scriptures in the Amplified. But as for you, be strong, be courageous, for your work will be rewarded. You know, right now, I just did a series on wisdom for a whole month. Right now, you and I should be praying for wisdom like never before. Secondly, courage. Courage. Thirdly, favor. Those three things. Now, let's go back, and we're going to go to the Amplified, third version of the same verses, 1 through 7. The Spirit of God came upon the prophet. Next slide, guys. Verse 2. And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa. Hear me, hear the word of the Lord. A lot of people don't want to hear the word of the Lord right now. And they think it's for somebody else when it's actually for them. And they think it's for somebody else. He said, the Lord is with you while you're with him. If you seek him, if you inquire for him, if you crave him as your first necessity. Oh, did you hear that? As you crave him, for your first necessity. A lot of people have a lot of other things first in their life other than God. And then they wonder why God's not there when they need him. Craving him as your soul's first necessity, he will be found by you. But if you become indifferent, and if you forsake him, he has to forsake you. What are we to do about the chaos in the culture of our nation? Next, next slide, guys. Verse 3. Now, for a long time, Israel 
was without a true God, number one. Number two, the root of the problem, without a teaching priest. Number three, without the law or the word or a biblical standard. Next verse, verse four. But when they in their trouble turn to the Lord. So I just want to encourage all of us, when you're in trouble, don't run from God. When you're in trouble, run to God. Run to church. Run to God. Don't the devil talk you out of that. Don't the devil condemn you. But when they were in trouble, they turned to the Lord. Instead of angry at the Lord, bitter at the Lord, backslide, resent, you know, put all over social media how bad God is. We should turn to the Lord, the God of Israel, in your desperation, in your desperation, seek him. And he will find you, and you will find him. And in those times, there were no peace, dark days, to him who went out or came in, but great, it sounds like tonight to me, sounds like our culture, but great and vexing afflictions and disturbances were upon all the inhabitants of the country. Verse 6, next slide. Nation was broke in pieces and city against city, for God vexed, God troubled them with all sorts of adversity. Verse 7, but you and I, our response is be strong, be courageous, let not your hearts be weak and slack. Now's not the time not to come to church, not to serve God, not to be on a team, not to be after God. Now's the time we want to go after God like never before, for your work will be rewarded. Can we have a praise break? Come on, let's give the Lord a big praise. Come on, guys. Okay, it's not working. We just bought all those new computers. Praise the Lord. Number one, and we did. We just bought all I love technology. Don't you love technology? Okay, so number one, here's the root problem. They replace God for their own version and a little God. Notice capital G, small g. What's the root of the problem? It's not racial, political, economical, educational. That's not that identity. It's not the mop and the bucket. That's not the problem is turn off the faucet and unplug the sink. The root of the problem is spiritual. It's always been spiritual. They replace God for their own version and their little God. Number two, next slide, guys. No teaching priest. No teaching. No teaching priest. And we're going to get into that a little more in just a second. Number three, next slide. Number three, no law, standard of the word being passed down to the next generation. Those are the three problems, causes for that nation, for God to forsake it and abandon it. Next slide, guys. Move right along with me. Jeremiah 7, verse 23 and 24. Everybody still with me? Okay. But this thing I command them. Listen to and obey my voice. So that's what God wants out of you and me tonight, to listen to the word and then obey. I will be your God. You will be my people. Walk in the whole way. Walk in the whole way. Now, the Bible is for instruction, okay? But today, people don't want to hear the Bible, and they don't want instruction. They want to do what's right in their own sight. They want to do what's right in their own sight. That's the book of Judges. 
and walk in their whole way that I command you. And if you do, it will be well with you. So it pays to serve God, pays to come to church, pays to bring my family, pays to build my house on the word of God, on the rock, right? But if you do not listen to me and you do not obey me and you do not bend your ear to me, but follow the counsels and the prompting of your own evil heart and mind, and then what's going to happen? You turned your backs and went in reverse instead of going forward. So if my life is going backwards, I need to then look at the last thing I obeyed God told me to do, right? Because he said, if I listen and obey, he'll protect me and mine, and it'll go well with me. My future will be my best friend. But if I don't listen to the word of God, the teaching, the instruction, and imply it, and I do what's right in my own sight, then my life will be moving in reverse instead of going forward. Whoa. If I abandon him, he has to abandon me. If I forsake him, he has to forsake me. And then allow all hell to come against us. Next slide. That's what's happening to America right now. Jeremiah 2, verse 11. Has a nation ever changed its gods, small g, even though they are not gods, but my people have changed their God, capital G, for gods that do not profit them. Now, a God other than small g are idols, God of my family, sports, hobby, money, job, career, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, culture. Has a nation ever changed its small gods, even though they're not gods? But my people changed their God, capital G, for small gods that did not profit them. It pays, my dad told me this all my life growing up, Dave, it pays to serve God. Scripture right there. Next slide, next slide, verse 12. Be astonished and be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked and be Shriveled up with horror, says the Lord, at the behavior of the people. The behavior of the people. Look at the behavior of the people of our nation. Look at their perspective, their outlook, their attitude, their priorities. But the good news is it can all change. Through you and me and the church, the local church, the strongest force on the planet today. Yeah, we're salt, we're light, we're world changers. Verse 13, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, his own people. They have forsaken me. How many people were serving God in church before COVID that aren't now after COVID? My people have committed two evils. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they've home for themselves their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot even hold water. Powerful. I want you to look at these verses, you know, the next month. Go back, study them out, check them out. Next slide, guys. Next slide. Verse 17. Have you, oh, my goodness. Oh, and the victim mentality that we have in America right now. They don't want to hear this. Have you not brought this upon yourself? 
I'm my biggest problem. If I can manage me, then I can manage my world. If I can lead me, then I can lead my world. I'm the hardest thing I have to control. Come on, somebody. Okay? But look at this. Have you not brought this on America? Have you not brought this on yourself by forsaking the Lord your God when he led you in the right way? America has brought it on itself by forsaking God, by having no time for God, by pushing God away, by people who have no time. The church in America, naturally, seriously, it's dying. Go on, go Google it, go search it out of the churches that have folded since COVID, that are no longer in existence. Preachers are quitting every day like never before. They say, we don't want the hassle. We don't want the pressure. We don't want the political correctness. And look what God says. God said, I don't want this to happen. It's not my will for it to happen. But he says, the chaos in the culture, but you brought it on yourself. Not because of the color of our skin or economics, not because of education, not because of this or that or the other. It's a spiritual problem. Have you not brought this upon yourself by forsaking God and putting other things in his place? Boy, that's powerful scriptures, isn't it? Your own wickedness shall chasten and correct you. Your backslidings and desertion of faith Boy, now is not the time to backslide. Now is not the time to walk away from the church, do less. Now's the time to do more, be more in fire than we've ever been before in these dark days. Your wickedness will chasten you, what I sow, I'll reap, will correct you. Your backsliding and desertion of the faith will reprove you. Know, therefore, and recognize that this is an evil and bitter thing. First, what's the problem? You have forsaken the Lord your God. Second, what's the root of the problem? You are indifferent to me. You don't really care. You don't fear me. It's not in you, the fear of the Lord anymore. Boy, it's getting quiet in this church on the rock house. Is this, is this, is this right there? Just he said, the problem is this. You've forsaken me, and no longer do you put me first or fear me respect me or reverence me. That's why the culture has gone chaotic. That's why we're in the mess that we're in. But the good news, if we turn to God, God will heal our land. We can have revival. We can have restoration. Things can change. Amen? Can you handle just a little more? Okay. Can you handle a lot more? Okay, okay. Praise God. Sure do love y'all. I hope I'm, hope I'm feeding you tonight. Hope I'm a teaching priest. Okay. So look, look, what, look what God told David to tell Solomon. First Chronicles 28, verse 9. I'm about, I'm about done. Thou, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father. This is David talking to his son. We're entering the legacy season of our church. You know, every year in November and December, that's the legacy season. We go out. And we want to plant seeds for the next generation. Bishop Dale Bronner's coming. He's come every year. Helped us talk about that. Look at this. Know the God of your father and serve him with a perfect heart. Know God, serve God with a willing mind. Not that I have to be an usher, have to work in the children, have to work in the nursery, have to be on the parking lot, have to this, have to that. I lose my reward. 
It's a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the imaginations of our thoughts. If you seek him, you'll find him. But if you forsake him, he will cast you out forever. That's David to Solomon, the next generation. Okay? So if you seek him and you require him as your first and vital need, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he'll cast you off forever. Okay? Now, the answer to the chaos in our culture, as the team comes, let me give you, this is, this is the meat of the sermon. You ready for this? This is so cool. Second Chronicles 15.4. But when they in their trouble, they did turn into the Lord God. Do you all see that Lord is in capital letters? Wow. That, that's not a mistake of those who transcribed the Bible. That's, that's there for a reason. You notice that God is a capital G, but Lord, there's many times in the Bible where you'll see the word Lord with a capital L and small O-R-D. But here you have, right here, you have, it says, if in your trouble as a nation, if you'll turn to the Lord, God, then God will turn things around. Well, God has names, am I right? And the word Lord there is a significant name for God. And the word God there is a significant name for God. Lord, with capital letters, is Jehovah. You know Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi. And God there with a capital G, small O-D, is Elohim. Elohim. So when a nation or a person or a family in their trouble, don't run from church, don't run from God, don't blame God, but they turn to the Lord God, then God turns things around. Pastor, I still don't get it. Lord, when you see it with all capital letters, it's Jehovah, and that speaks of relationship. Relationship. God, capital G-O-D, is Elohim. That speaks of the Trinity of his all power. So notice, you and I are to seek a relationship before we seek his power. And if we seek to grow in our relationship, like you all are doing on Wednesday night. I started Wednesday night up for those who wanted more. So when you all come, you're telling me, Pastor, I want more of God. Okay? So... What you and I want to be doing right now is not seeking what God can do for us, but who God is to us. We want to seek a relationship. And when we do that, the power will follow to break off the addictions, the fear, the worry, the anxiety, the strife, the trauma, the drama off of our life. It's in there for a reason. Lord God. Look at your Bible. You'll see many times where it's capital L, small O-R-D. Here it's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, Jehovah. It speaks of a relationship. God, there is Elohim. It's the Trinity. Okay? In the beginning, God created. That word for God is Elohim, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Am I helping anybody? So that's key. Next slide, guys, real quick. Next slide. But whenever they were in trouble, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, sought him out, and they found him. Okay? 
And in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel in desperation. So number one, they finally had had enough. They finally had had enough of the chaos in their life. Number two, they turned to God, the Lord God, Lord, then God. They sought a relationship. So the number one thing that I want to help you with as your pastor, a teaching priest, is to help you with your relationship with God, that you grow in your relationship, that I lead people to a God who's for them, to know him as that kind of a God. So turn to the relationship, and then the power will follow. Seek a relationship with God, and the power will follow to transform and deliver you and your family and our nation. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.